Welcome to Teacher Pop, a podcast where teachers discuss pop culture topics and how they can apply to teaching in the classroom. I'm your host, Jordan Billings, a seventh grade social studies teacher who loves being in the classroom and talking about all things pop culture. Let's get into today's topic. All right, and folks, welcome to this amazing episode of Teacher Pop. We have two amazing educators with us here today. We have Amanda Gray. Hi, Amanda. What's up? And we have Kyle Manuel. Kyle. Hey, hi, hello. And today we are talking about um, the amazing musical Hamilton. So um, Kyle, you're going to be our one that's going to talk to us about, like, give us this background story of what is Hamilton the musical. Oh, oh, but I, but I get the, the, that lovely ability to, uh, to turn this all. Thanks. Thanks, Amanda. Um, so <laughs> I think if I was to boil it all, all, all down, to uh to the basics on that one i would say that it's it's the story of an immigrant who just did not have any luck but had all the luck at the same time uh and it chronicles uh very quickly his his age up till 19 and then kind of uh all the misfortunes that he had in one musical number and then uh then chronicles how this this immigrant uh, rose to power through uh, his own dedication and um, education, really, and how he was how he worked so hard to get up to where he was. But um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, so Hamilton Hamilton follows that storyline of of from birth to to nineteen that what number, and then after that, it kind of follows along with that one and talks about how he attached himself with different alliances in in the political fields, um, and obviously he danced and wrote a lot apparently, and uh, <laughs> and then how he kind of got himself up into politics and how he eventually kind of destroys himself, unfortunately, in the political arena as well, um, and uh, a little bit about redemption as well by the end of his life. So I think it's kind of like the the quickest way to to, to boil that down because that is a it's a two and a half long story, um, and it's about one thousand one hundred page book too. So and that's our I will ask: Did anybody um, in here? Did anybody try and tackle the book? I did. I read the book and I listened. You to the did you get you got through the whole Megillah? I got the whole. I read the whole. Oh, <laughs> oh, a couple I, I, of, of renews. I will tell you that like, it's one of those, um, you know, as this, as the book was kind of coming out, then of course, you're starting to hear about this amazing musical, The Life and Times of Alexander Hamilton. And and so because of that, I did, um, we did a book study at school and you were offered to like, get your book or whatever. And I was like, man, I've been hearing good stuff about this Alexander Hamilton book. And I will say that I think I tapped out about a third of of the way in and it was one of those like and I, I kind of tried to come back to it and whatever but like it, it's one of those questions that I ask because from what you get it's such a it's such a dense book and there's so much in there and that's where you know Lynn Manuel he, he could get in there and and he makes this uh, amazing musical that like if you would have five ten years ago sat a class down and said hey we're gonna study about the life and times of Alexander Hamilton, the guy on the $10 bill, they would go, oh, 
But now if you're like, hey, we're going to study the times of Alexander Hamilton, they're like, my name is Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what would happen in your class. And I think it's amazing how I think as teachers, it kind of shows that like we have these amazing things. And sometimes it's just figuring out how to package it in a way to get people excited about what we're doing. Well, I think also like I'm an art supporter. So uh, I work at an art school. And even though it's a public school, it's 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 very heavily oriented towards the arts, where the arts the arts are almost placed at the middle, um, and and I think that's one of the key things is when you watch this show, you forget that that here's this guy who read a book, and you know there's your ELA component of it all, and then he tied it back into how his parents taught him uh, all about musicals when he was a kid you know he went to school for all this but he tied in the arts like he and and i mean he he willingly says like this is this is a fictional you know interpretation of a lot of this but yes. but he also says like you know if you're really interested in it, keep going and i think that's those are the things that like that's that's why we teach like that's that's those key moments of of like this is why I'm a music teacher this is why I, I'm a history teacher this is why I'm an art teacher this is why I'm a teacher you know I it's it, it, it's a it's a crazy thing to look at a book that's a thousand over a thousand pages long and then go yeah 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 like I'm little turtles there but like you did at, I knew exactly what you were saying Ninja Turtles to Donatello I knew exactly where you were going with that exactly wow we got like a double teacher pop going on right Ooh. now what is this right so like, so like looking at it and like you looked at a thousand I, I read i read the book and i was i mean i i had to use the audio book to get through parts of it because i was like yeah, oh, oh boy uh i never i never once looked at it and was like yeah, yeah 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 you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna jump over here and i'm gonna i'm gonna use a little bit of uh of of culture from uh, from Notorious B.I.G. I think that's what this will really explain the relationship. My brain didn't see all that, and I went, "How is he going to do this?" You know. And then you then you 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 see the the musical, and you went, "Wow, wow, that's really cool. Like that's wow. How did you do that? Like it's amazing how the brains can be completely different." Well, and I I love that you guys brought up you know just just how dense and how difficult it was to get through you know the book, but like you know, putting, putting the, this creative team together, you know, but between Lin-Manuel Miranda and Andy Blankenbuehler and uh, I think Tommy Kale and Alex Lacamoire, like that powerhouse and drawing all of this inspiration from rap and hip hop and all of this stuff is suddenly turning this into something that everyone can now relate to and they can, you know, get excited about. And it's, you know, as somebody who is not someone who can remember dates and history and like that kind of stuff, I'm like, I know this whole story. I could tell you, I know the dates because it's in the songs and I know the songs, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think you've hit on something important there to think about that, that, you know, if he was just making a play or whatever about the life and times of Alexander Hamilton, I don't think it would go as well because it doesn't pull in the cultural elements that people are connected to. And that's what makes people fired up about this. And that's, I think, a key to some of these, you know, amazing teaching moments, I think, that, that we can have in the classroom, which is to pull some of those elements and whatever that students get into and things like that and give them a chance to, you know, shine using some stuff that they have experience in. Mm -hmm. I, I think in the casting, you know, you talk about uh, Thomas Kale with the directing and then and then I don't know who, I don't remember who did the casting themselves too as well, but and it's about... Uh, 
they talk about, you know, relating it back to the kids and relating it back to the, uh, to the audience. And I mean, when you, when you cast David Diggs as, as uh, Lafayette and, 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 uh, and, and Jefferson, you know, I mean, like that, that probably couldn't be farther than, than what Jefferson was. And yes. that, that dynamic, like that draws you in. Cause you go, Oh, Oh, why did you, how did you, how, how did yeah. you chose, but how, and you know, and like, when you listen to Lin-Manuel explain like, yeah, these people were flawed. Like they, they were flawed people. Cause you know, we've, we've started to, 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 to let them pass into mythology and yeah. you need to bring them back because they were, these were flawed human beings that did do mm-hmm. some, some good in their life. But like, you know, let's, let's discuss about it. And, and I think that's exactly what he did by, by, by flipping that all around and, 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 and not, not focusing on, on like, oh, they have to look like what they looked like in real life. Exactly. And, you know, then you think about even how they, you know, add in um, George Washington and stuff that, that you, know, you talk about these people in mythology. And that's one of those, um, one of my first graduate courses was on the life of George Washington and taking a look at that and, and like finding that it's also kind of difficult to find a ton of, of critical stuff about George Washington. It's, it's so difficult because I think that again we have these people in those high amazing regards because knowing these decisions or whatever that they've made have have helped to build and and shape um, our our country and to then know that a lot of people again are thinking that you know you see all of these presidents on money and things like that but then Alexander Hamilton ended up on the ten dollar bill and knowing that you know this whole his concept behind modern banking and and things like that um you know, it, it just becomes, it, it's it's really cool to me to see that as a history person, I've always kind of had that appreciation for it and whatever, but then to see, you know, people that do not have any history, you know, forethought and whatever, you know, talking about this process and, and, and knowing more about American Revolution history, at least the kind of guidepost stuff. We know that it's fictional and they obviously take some liberties here and there, but like, a lot of those guidepost things, it's almost like the story itself is so good. You don't need to change it a ton to make it awesome. Right. You know. Right. I mean, and they, 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 he does obviously take some liberties to it because I, it's with anybody's life. Like you need to make it a little more exciting. And, and, you know, it's, and, you know, King George was, was, wasn't walking out on stage in the same time as everybody else. And, yeah. you know, and it's, but, but, and the Schuyler sisters are not just the three of them. There were brothers, but you know, like you don't, when you, when you talk about like, it doesn't, doesn't sound as good when you say the Schuyler sisters and brothers and, and <laughs> a couple of other people they had a lot of money and well, oh, I guess this whole line is just thrown out now, you know, like that's not as interesting. Like you gotta, you've got to take some liberty so that it like it works. Exactly. So, all right. So I'll, I'll ask, and I think we'll, we'll try and start with, with Amanda. We, we usually try to get some favorite scenes, songs, stuff like that going and, and kind of dissect. So Amanda, what is a favorite scene that you have from Hamilton? A nice word. Um, yes. I, there, there's so many good ones. And, um, you know, I, I thought a lot about, you know, quotes and lyrics that stand out to me a lot. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who is going to say this one, but Burr's line of, I'm the one thing in life I can control. Let me tell you, as somebody who 
is a planner and likes to have everything planned out for weeks and likes to have a system and a schedule and all this stuff. And I struggle really hard when, when things don't go the way that I think they're going to go. You know, that is, uh, that is just something that resonates with, with me like crazy. I actually, I put it over, um, over my office at school because this year is so insane and I just need something to, uh, ground me and bring me back in and remember that really I can't control it. I'm, I, I'm the only person I can control. And that, that is huge for me. And, you know, I, I kind of think about, so as that, you know, I hear it, obviously, I know we're all echoing the songs in our <laughs> as all of this stuff is going, but also as, as the wait for it, wait for it, you know, thinking mm-hmm. about that whole process too, and sometimes kind of being willing to wait to, um, you know, let successful moments and whatever build and mm-hmm. wait for those kind of relationships to build too. Um, I think that you get a mix, you know, that kind of in there too, and knowing that you're the one that you can control and and things like that, but also like not necessarily focusing on kind of instant gratification and instant success, being willing to build stuff over the year and, and things that I I think about that way, that some of those amazing, you know, moments that we have in TV shows and movies and things like that, those humongous Easter egg drop moments and whatever are usually not even something that's in like one movie or whatever (laughs) it's something that is like over years and you know we've we've done uh you know we've done an episode on the mandalorian in here and and thinking about some of those amazing little things that get dropped and you're like those are years in the making and if you were not if you tried to drop that early it wouldn't be as big a payoff so willing to wait for it with your students and being able to wait for things in your classroom i think could be helpful Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, you know, that's, that's always something that I'm trying to uh, show in my classroom. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about this before with teaching music, you know, like teaching band. It's not something that you're going to be good at right away. You know, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to keep, you're going to have to persevere. You are going to have to be resilient. Like this is not something that you can just whip out an instrument and suddenly know what you're doing, you know? So that, like, that is huge in my classroom. So that's a little work, work. Jellica. <laughs> Don't make me sing the Eliza part. Can't hit it. There you go. All right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I, uh, and I do agree. I think that like, you know, when, it, when you say it too, that, that line, like we laugh and we cry and we break and we make our mistakes, you know? I, I, like, I love that line because it's exactly what you're saying. Like, that's a great scene because that, that scene, and then they've used that, they've used that, that scene a couple different times to explain, to kind of relate to things that are going on in our culture. And, you know, that, 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 it rings right through. Absolutely. All right, Kyle, what is oh, favorite fine. scene or song for, for you? Oh, well, me with my tempestuous nature at some points, um, I, I, I think that, that my favorite, favorite uh, there's so there are a lot but my favorite one that happens that that just so happens to be is the the first cabinet battle yes um, yes i i i i love the idea like i love debates in general i like a good debate that makes sense where everybody actually follows the debate rules but i love those sort of those 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 moments in time and i think the way that he's able to capture those moment that that moment where where in history they're having these these absolutely 
shaping, defining moments of, of how this country is going to run. And he boils it down to a, a three and a half minute song or rap battle. You know, and you're like, oh, wow, he, he got them all together. Like, yeah, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought these, for these ideals. We shouldn't settle for less. Like, boom, done, you know? And, uh, and the fact that they, they, they somehow managed to talk about like, yeah, okay, we, we've got these ones. Slavery, should we have it on the table? Nope, yeah, not right now. Let's table it for right now. Like in a song, in a line, done you know and, and and then talking about at the same time he's talking about like how should we get the financial system going in this system and like there are there's so many layers that he is attacking at the same time and then when when you when you start to to break it down on just like listening to how he's he's actually rapping and the fact that they're that that count to nine motif that that goes through the whole thing is actually what's powering underneath it so like while he's rapping that that motif that's going on is is still in the back of your brain and that's what's keeping you listening because it's making it sound like it's all that much more important uh and it's when you start breaking that one scene down you go how many things is is is, is driving like to make you want to listen to this and why does it sound so important and why is there like a general kind of uh, a time to it like it, it, it's a finality to it that you feel like you're listening to it like Hamilton is running out of time underneath it and then you realize like when you slow it down you listen to it again you're like oh that count to nine is underneath everything it's it's there it's still there so like he's aware of the fact that time is ticking and running out yeah right? and I mean thinking about you're right and I'm glad you mentioned that that's one of my favorites too because it, it also is one of those it takes a subject that you know, uh, not a lot. Not a lot of people know that that was a huge argument in terms of the United States, which is what are we going to do with things like all of this war debt? How are we going to band the thirteen colonies together to where like they all had their own money? States had different money. T tried to tax in between. You know, if you're going from Rhode Island to Massachusetts, you have to pay like a Massachusetts tax. And trying to see all of these, you know, things that are happening, and you know, a lot of folks had this kind of European mindset that like, well, the colonies have now fought this war. We banded together to fight the war with the British, the British stuff, it's now gone. So we're going to be pretty much like Europe and we're going to break up into all of these individual states and stuff like that. And yet Hamilton and a lot of these other people said, well, there are ways that we can combine together and provide for the, you know, national defense that will be, you know, so much more effective if we do those things that way. But then knowing that like that, there are these two big opposing issues and knowing that um, Hamilton had to make a deal with the, you know, you don't have the votes and you had, he had to go in and he had to make the deal that like, not a lot of people know. And I think that a lot of you have, does anybody know where George Washington was sworn in as the first president of the United States? Really pop, mm -hmm. we're going to do a pop quiz right now. We're going to yeah. do a pop quiz. Off the top of my head. It's I'm actually, sure. think about where Hamilton is from. Ah. Uh. Nope. Manda, you're in. So it's, listen. <laughs> okay, so it's 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 on it's in New York. It's on Wall Street, and it's one of those. Oh, it absolutely makes sense because that was the big part. That was the seat of power. Washington was obsessed with that. All of those type of things. But yet, it's hard for you know people to remember that like that's where everything was. But now it's all in Virginia, and that move came from Hamilton and saying that like okay, let's you know change all of this stuff around, and it, it's one of those all of those things, you're right, happens in like 
three and a half minutes. And I've tried to teach that before. And it takes longer than three and a half minutes for right. folks to get that down for sure. Um, and so they quote that too. Like they can quote that whole cabinet absolutely. battle. And you're like, what is that cabinet battle actually talking about? And they look at you and you go, oh, <laughs> like that's, there's a lot. You're like, no, no, no. Like this could take, you could take, you could spend years analyzing what they actually went through. I mean, just, and you talk about what he says, like this financial plan is, is an outrageous demand, you know, and it's too yeah. many pages for any man to understand. understand. Yep. And it's, it's true. Like, it's true. Try to read those. Like they are, Hamilton came up with quite the financial plan and, and uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was needed. It was necessary, but. And, you know, it's amazing to think about, you know, ways that we have to, as teachers, again, take that, you know, totality of everything and kind of make sure that, you know, it's all chunked down so that you can understand this entire thing shrunk down into that period and providing that good scaffolding. Mm -hmm. So. I want you to know that when you said where Hamilton is from, I'm like the Caribbean. Caribbean. That doesn't yes, make I realized I caught myself when I said <laughs> I that. I didn't want to say it out loud, yeah. but I was like, no. Again, the video is not necessarily coming out, but I hope that you saw it on my face that I was like, I was like, I should have said where Hamilton lived. And in my there head, was also I was like, okay, listen, I don't know the answer, but I know that's not the answer. It is not the answer. Yes. So no, there you go. So uh -huh. yes. My brain um, is blanked for my record. <laughs> um, so, half the premise is where it was. <laughs> so we've we've talked about a couple of other kind of uh, songs and quotes, and I want to make sure that we kind of hit a couple of them, which is another big one, which is um, I'm not going to waste my shot. This is a big thing that goes throughout the the entire um you know show, and it really talks about how Hamilton believes that he has, you know, his it's this, you know, metaphor, the shot at greatness, but then also, of course, the, you know, shot that, um, you know, ends his life um, in the, in the duel with Aaron Burr. And so when I think about that, what I try to think about is like taking advantage of opportunities in the classroom, uh, if that's kind of jiving with anybody. Oh, yeah. I'm not throwing away my good stuff. No. And, you know, I think that just that mentality alone, you know, it's, it's such a great outlook to have, such a great perspective of, um, you know, something comes across you, some, like something happens, and instead of being like, wow, here I go, there's another terrible thing, or oh, here, there's this, there, here's another, you know, step I have to take, whatever, and just, you know, focusing on, like, I'm, I'm not throwing this opportunity away, this, this is an opportunity, this is my shot, and, you know, like, that, that's so important, that's such a great thing to take with you like literally wherever, you know, in school, in life, in your job, everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that you're right. You know, like it, when you talk about, uh, I mean, the, the musical resonates and now, especially with it being on streaming services too, like that, that it, it's accessible by other, uh, by others now and, and kids so they can watch it. And it doesn't cost $500 per ticket. So, you know, it's <laughs> it definitely, when you talk about it, it's easy to, to kind of bring it back and say, to students, you know, like they, they'll, they'll rapid fire off some of the stuff and they'll definitely like, I'm not throwing away my shot. It's a great one because it sticks away the way that it's, that way it's phrased. It's very, uh, I don't know, it's very, it just flows very well. Can't think of the <laughs> musical aspect. That's where Amanda taps in. No. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, but you know, like, like you can talk about, here's this, 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 this immigrant who, 
you know, he was a no name at the beginning and, and he, he endures losing his mother, losing his cousin, having no money working for, for nothing. He does eventually make a fair amount of money in his life, but you know, he's talking about being a shopkeeper and the only thing he has is really, again, his, his brain. And he says this a couple of times, like I've got a top notch brain and I am going to use it. And I miss sometimes I think we get wrapped up with like, Oh, like, you know, you know, this, this student had, has have, had a really rough life. And sometimes we want to sympathize with the fact, uh, with it instead of empathize and that we have to remind ourselves to take the negative or help them take the negative and f- turn it into fuel to keep them going and say, you know, yeah, you know, like there are other people in this world who have gone through some pretty terrible things. And just because they went through, it doesn't make it any easier for you, but look at what what made them successful what can we take from that what could you take from that and i think when you put it into a into a musical where you know two and a half hour musical and you watch it later and i think i think that it even though it is it is fictionalized in part i think it allows students to really kind of understand and and see it and the fact that that you know uh it's played by all different ethnicities you know that's another one in there that like they get to see like oh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I agree. And as you're, you know, talking about, you know, being able to take that negative and turn it into a positive. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, you know, we're we're filming this in the in the midst of a global pandemic and knowing that it's very easy for us to to find that negative. But then also, you know, some of the positives being able to find technology that can eventually in the future make our lives a, a little bit easier. Um, and also knowing that we're going to have students that are going to have had learning through that. And so because of that, thinking that some of their troubleshooting, I think will hopefully improve as this is going on, because this has also been a year of troubleshooting for a lot of us. And knowing that that's a skill set that our students will have moving forward outside of the pandemic. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's, uh, that's one of the big things that I've touched on during this time too, is, you know, um, trying to, trying to empower the students to be like, Hey, like, this is what needs to get done. That didn't work. Well, are, are you going to give up now? Like, have you not thought about the seven other ways that you could possibly get to this goal? You know, and I think that's, that's another thing too, is, you know, uh, Hamilton is like, this is my goal. This is my, well, this happened. Okay. Well, you know, Washington won't let me do this. And now, now I have to go through, you know, all of this stuff and, you know, yet he's still, you know, I'm not throwing away my shot. This is what I want to do. This is who I'm going to be. And, you know, that's, that's something that hopefully these students are learning too. All right. I got another quote for you guys as we're, as we're thinking about this. One of the the things that, um, and, and this is a quote that um, Aaron Burr says to Hamilton a lot, which is talk less, smile more. <laughs> so where can we take that for a educational spin? <laughs> I, you know, I, I love that line and it, it yep. does run through my, my brain quite a lot. And I think that's, it's a great line. It really is. And it's a good line to, to, to remind students of, but I think it's also, that's a driving point in that show and in, in education, talk less, smile more, you know, sometimes it's, it's, uh, I always like to say to the students, are you talking with somebody or talking to somebody? Mm -hmm. Are you listening to somebody or just, are you just listening 
to uh, to just let them talk. You know, and I think that that line can be interpreted lots of different ways. But when you say talk less, smile more, you know, you could take it for the fact of like, yeah, just sit there and just be complacent with everything. And that's kind of like where it starts. Like right. is in the very beginning, I think Burr very much is, is saying, you know, in order to rise, you just can't step on anybody else's toes. Like you, you have to kind of sit back and just talk less and just smile and nod and be a, be a, be a face in the crowd that just agrees to, to move up. But I think when you watch, as you watch the show and you watch these two characters develop that you start to see the switch and you start to see that talk less, smile more turns into kind of uh, almost into uh, uh, what Benjamin Franklin had said about, you know, guests stinking after, after several days, you know, like it's that same idea where, where you need to listen and, and not just talk over people. You need to listen mm -hmm. to what they're saying so that yes, you can talk, yes, you can nod and yes, you can smile for a little bit, but then, then interject, then say what's going on. And I think that that development there is something that we teach the, the students, you know, and I, when I'm teaching something like, uh, like spiderweb discussions, right? In the very beginning, it's, it is, it is talk less, you know, it is, it is, but smile more does not mean that you're just going to sit there and nod and, and agree with everything. Right. Right. And how it develops later on. <laughs> oh. As I was kind of thinking about this, I was thinking about as as a as a teacher for for ourselves looking for the you know talking less and, and smiling more and kind of in the it is it's that listening and sometimes again being willing to listen to your students and listen to some of the things that that they have and and allowing some of their personal stuff to to come into the classroom and that can be that doesn't necessarily need to be like personal personal it's more like personal interests and things like that you know that it, especially you know when you feel like you're under the gun like you're you know running out of time which I'll get to in a second that you have to get to all that curriculum and, and you're you know we're we're going that way and that sometimes you need to kind of feel the room a little bit and like okay maybe we need to pull back a little bit I maybe need to you know, talk less. I need to smile more and I, I need to, you know, be willing to let my students kind of, you know, build those relationships. I was just, I was waiting for a time to put that phrase in there. They're <laughs> building the relationship. <laughs> um, so um, as, as we're kind of talking about, it, so I did have the um, writing like you're running out of time. And uh, to me, as I'm thinking about that as a, as a, a teacher, you know, thinking about how we have our curriculum plans and and stuff like that and trying to maximize our our class time um i know that every one of us here runs a, a gamified classroom and i know that for me that's helped me to maximize a lot of my time because kids kind of get into the class game they move along with things sometimes they even go beyond and they do extra stuff just for the you know thrill of the game and all of all that kind of stuff um but you know, trying to, I think, figure out those, I think the buzzword now is edge of protocols and trying to kind of get those edge of protocols down to help maximize the time so the students are not thinking about the you know, procedure of what they're doing, but it's the, here's the new information and now I'm going to show that I do it based on this protocol, so. Right, hmm. right and just with, with the, you know, uh, right, like you're running out of time, you know, it's, it's one of those things 
that I, I know I struggle with in my class is just trying to, trying to emphasize to my students that you really don't have all of the time in the world to, to do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there are, there are these things called deadlines. There are these things called due dates, you know, and, um, that that's one of the things that I see my students struggling with a lot is just time management in general, you know? And so understanding, um, understanding that you do have to get something done within a certain amount of time and then just trying to, you know, relate it to, you know, look at him, this, this one, he won't even stop writing. He doesn't stop. He just keeps on moving and moving and moving. Like guys, we got to light a little bit of a fire under there. Like imagine, imagine, the feeling that he has, the passion that he has, like let it, let us find that within you guys. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you talk about just not stopping. I mean, the man can't <laughs> stop. You know that 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 it's true. Like it, you teach forty five minute periods or ninety minute periods, whatever it is, you know. And it, trying to, it's nice to have something like like Hamilton now to kind of show. And, and have something for the students to relate to and saying, you know, this, this, was a, this was a person who the reason why they were successful is because they didn't stop. You know, right. even, mm-hmm. even when he had his blows, his critical blows that he, that, that he came to, he didn't stop. And when he did, you can see that, that in that, that time when, when after the, the Reynolds pamphlets, where, where he's still going and, and trying to, to, uh, the, to, you know, make his way through it, that only after there where he kind of like, steps back for a minute and in the show that you can see like as he stopped for a second his his whole world kind of starts to crumble and it's not until after he picks himself back up and and there's a purpose for him again where he starts writing again that that oh okay like as he moves and he starts going again like his life starts to pick up and I think that that's that's a point to show to the kids and say you know, you got to keep going. Like, even when you have your critical blows, like everybody's allowed to have a bad day. Everybody's allowed to have a bad moment. Like that, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's being a human being. Like if you, I don't, I've never understood the, the, the teachers who have said, you know, don't let them show, don't show them your true emotions. Like, no, show them your true emotions. Like Absolutely. you need to, yeah. you are not a robot. <laughs> right. You're not a mo- robot. You, a lot of, some of these students don't have um, figures that, that, that have shown them how to, how to, uh, keep going in the, in the face of danger or depression or oppression, you know, like there's a lot of different versions where they, they just, they haven't had that. So if you can model that for them, you know, it it shows them that it's okay. And it also shows them that sometimes like they might have a solution that's better too. And it goes for that teaching beyond the content. Again, knowing that when we're, when we're up there teaching, you know, be it music, ELA, history, whatever it is, um, we're teaching more than that. And, and, and I, I love, as you're saying, that like being the example, because I know we've all probably had that advice or whatever that's, that says, you know, don't, don't let your students see you smile until Thanksgiving, which is around this time. And I was like, woo! <laughs> what? <laughs> I yeah. can't see Amanda not smiling before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, hey, I think listen, that would I'm be. wearing a mask. You have no idea. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to get one of those masks from the Macy's Day Parade. Like, <laughs> so one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and Kyle, you hit on it just now, which was the song about the Reynolds pamphlet. And, mm-hmm. and talking about, mm-hmm. yes. Did, did you want a little bit more? Did you? The Reynolds pamphlet. <laughs> so, and of course, this um, being the... Um, 
you know, where Alexander, he, he has this fallop, he has this huge scandal, you know, personal that's starting to now bleed into political. And then um, he decides that he is going to, in very true Hamiltonian way of thinking, he completely tries to own this mistake by writing out his own views on this pamphlet, printing it, and sending it out to everybody. Um, now, you know, as I'm looking at something like this, I'm, I'm thinking of the, you know, a, a thought to, you know, own your own mistakes, um, you know, and obviously thinking about, I misspoke in this podcast, like five, 10 minutes ago. And, and so knowing that, like, you know, we're not necessarily, we are not perfect beings, even when we are up here, it may be something we've said hundreds of times. And yet, oh, you know, maybe, you know, I miss said this one thing and you have the kid that points it out, and you know, says, uh, Mr. Billings, it's supposed to be like this. And to know that like owning your mistakes is something to say, oh, you know what? Yes, you're right. I misspoke. Here's what it is. You know, thanks for, thanks for catching that as opposed to, you know, taking it that other kind of maybe a little bit more adversarial way. But, um, I think that we would say you have something like this, which is I think well beyond owning a mistake. That's like, that's the owning it, building a house there, you know, settling there and retiring, you right. know, so. No, I, I agree. I think it is. I think you've you got to, I think it, it, it's, it's a, it's a very large example of it. Um, but when you make a mistake to own it, you know, like it, it's, it's okay. I mean, whether or not he would have actually done something if he had not been found out, um, not by Je Jefferson, Madison, or Burr. That's not who, it, who actually did it. But it, it works for the storyline. Otherwise, you have for the storyline. <laughs> you know, but um, they obviously did not just walk up to him and be like, hey, like, we know, like, there was the, again. What? Yeah, what? what? <laughs> um, but, you know, I. George I, didn't come out and dance. Like, yeah, right. I think, it, I think it is key to teach the students like even yourself like when you make a mistake like as a teacher like whoops sorry like you know I I totally did this wrong I don't you shouldn't try to hide mistakes because when you hide something it just gets worse and you can see like in this one he hit it for a while and it got way got worse than where if he had if he had kind of come clean earlier on it it would probably have been bad but might not have been bad as 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 to the degree that it that it does. And I think telling the students like, <laughs> own it, it's okay. Like if you make a mistake, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like that that door for like the presidency closed. Like never gonna be president now. Yeah. Closed. But the other doors, you know, there are other doors that open for him at the yeah. same time. And I think that's an important piece to teach students to teach staff administration that like doors will close like opportunities will close but just because one opportunity closes doesn't mean that a bunch of other ones won't open for them right well and i think it's so important i mean i i've i know that i've talked about this i know in like twitter chats or stuff but it's like you know i if i if i don't know something or if i if i make a mistake or let's say they ask me a question that i don't know the answer to I make it a point to be like, ooh, I don't know that. I'm gonna go find out, you know? And I'm, I'm trying to model to the students like, hey, uh, I, I, like I don't just stop when I don't know the answer to something. Or I don't just give up because I suddenly get to a point where I don't know something, you know? And that uh, just 
modeling that. It's not even teaching it, just modeling it, showing them that, hey, I'm an adult and I don't know everything. Like, you know, learning doesn't stop when you graduate high school. So, you know, that's an important thing that I definitely try and teach as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, awesome. I'm a storyteller. So I, what part of what I, how I teach is through my stories. And I, I, part of the reason why I became a teacher was because of my failures. And I, uh, I like to teach the students that becoming a teacher was a success, but the road, like you see me now, you don't see the steps that, that came. And it wasn't until I kind of let them go, let those mistakes go. And, you know, like here were, here were some of them, the ones that like, the ones that, that I made that you might make. And it's okay. Like they're going to happen. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to, you're going to lose friends in the process as you're growing up. It's okay. It hurts. It definitely hurts, but it's okay. Like, don't be afraid. And I think, like we said, model it. It's okay. Like the the life is a learning process. It doesn't, it doesn't end like just uh, watching my, my two week old daughter now. Like, I I mean, I have a three-year-old son and a two week old daughter and like watching that process all over again, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna pick your head up. Oh, that's awesome. That head's gonna flop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You try, you try, kid. Don't like, try. <laughs> but like it's a learning from from right from the beginning before you can do anything, before you can walk, before you can talk. So like now when I watch like my three-year-old son try to do stuff and learn and discuss with me, and then I look watch the sixth grade students discuss discuss with me, and then when they come back in college and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Remember when you told me that I might do something not smart and I'm like yep like that story and they're like yeah remember that time remember the time I did the not smart yeah <laughs> I did the same thing that you did you're like yeah didn't I try to warn you I tried yeah. to tell you you didn't learn yep. <laughs> but like they come back and laugh about it I didn't laugh when like those when those mistakes happened to me when I was a kid I didn't laugh they can come back to me and they can laugh about it and be like you know what like I I, I remember what you told me. I remember what you taught me. I remember when you told me about that mistake and it helps me understand a little bit better now. Like that, the door might've closed, but another one opened up. I totally got into this college when this one didn't accept me. You know, like it's been, it's a wonderful process to see that. Right. Well, um, I've been looking at our time frame, and I think we're gonna, I think wrap up for our main material, but um, this episode is going to have our first ever after pop where we're going to have a little bit of time to just kind of like have some free thoughts about this process. So we would love for you guys to stay tuned. Um, But I will say thank you to Amanda and Kyle now. And if this is um, where you are wrapping up, thanks for watching the episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time. And now we can begin the after pop. This is exciting. And this this idea kind of came as we were doing our last episode, wanting to kind of like just spend like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes just kind of talking about some of these things maybe we didn't get into in the main episode. So Amanda, do you have anything? <laughs> so stressful. I don't know. Go ahead. You you start go ahead. The, start with the other one. So we can we can totally start with like the stuff that just didn't even make it into the show. And you talk about like yes, I, like, the mixtapes like didn't make it into the show. And so there's a whole other CD with an incredible cast of like the roots, like just interpreting this stuff. We have the mixtape, we have the instrumentals. There are so many things out there for us to discover about Hamilton. And see, that's where like 
where I start getting really excited is like all of the all of the extra stuff that I'm finding now remember I like I just got on the Hamilton bandwagon like this summer when it came out don't look at me like that Kyle listen <laughs> I used to live in Alaska okay I didn't know anything I didn't have internet okay back up what is literally so, phrase, by the way you know that like what do you do? live in Alaska and you can <laughs> You can say yes, I do. Great excuse, except except because just because you live in Alaska doesn't mean you don't have access to things. Except I purposely didn't have access to things, so it's not my fault. However, um, I did have students in Alaska who were like obsessed with Hamilton, and I'm like, oh, you guys, really cool, nice, have fun, cool, and like we would do karaoke days with my choir, and they would want to do Hamilton stuff, and I would sit there, and um, they they would find on YouTube the videos of like satisfied three times as fast and be super excited that they could sing it. And they would just, they would, the whole class would just start singing it three times as fast. And I'm looking at it going, why do you guys like this? Like what? I don't understand. And then I actually heard it and I was like, oh, this is neat. And it's not that fast that, okay, all right, I like this. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear about it or like see it or hear it until it came out on Disney plus. And that was the first time. And now, of course, I'm like soaking in all the Hamilton everything, right? <laughs> I'm like losing my mind over the mixtapes and the instrumentals. And I just love listening, especially the instrumentals, just like hearing all the cool stuff that's happening behind the lyrics. Like that's right in my alley. That, that, yeah, especially like when I when I listened to the instrumentals and I went, oh, because it's, 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 it's hard to listen to the lyrics of a show and listen to I appreciate the music the at the same time. Right? And I mean, there are two very different things. And I was, I was, I was very lucky as a as a kid, though. Even though I'm not a, I'm not a, a an arts teacher. Uh, my parents are both music teachers. So, my father being a, a, a college professor for for numerous years, um, he directed a lot of the music parts of 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 that one. So, of of musicals. So, I kind of grew up listening to him scoring rescoring uh and and um and practicing with with the orchestras and it was kind of it was a very lucky thing because i i would get to listen to the music without there was no actors on stage there was no there was nobody there i would just sit there doodling away or whatever i was and i would be listening to him playing the piano when i was a when i was a young boy and listening to just the background music to like you know three penny opera which is an incredibly intense show and you listen to the background and you're like this is really cool like i wonder if there's lyrics to this oh oh oh, oh but are they you know and I, I think that that you're absolutely right like that that the 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 wealth of information that came out when i think it got almost oversaturated at one point so a lot of people kind yeah. of did what they as hamilton here hamilton there hamilton here like babies had them on their shirts and like adults were walking around and then and it made people hard. back off a little bit yeah, yeah. and i think they kind of it, it 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 to steal one from rent it poo pooed the idea and yes. people kind of didn't really want to do it because when things get super incredible popular a lot of people in pop culture will go I don't want to do that because that's really popular right now yeah like, and um and I was the opposite like I, I I caught it on I don't know where I I caught it listening to something about uh about a year before it actually released I I caught pieces of it at like one point I watched it when Lin-Manuel was at, at the White House and he did yeah. uh, President Obama. Yeah. And it was uh, it was definitely like, I caught some of that and I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this is a kitschy beat. And I was like, what is this cool? And then I started listening to him like, did he just say Hamilton? Did he just say Jefferson? Did he just say, 
is this a rap about education? Like, this is this is what? one of the shows. Like, uh, oh, well. <laughs> you know, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, just jiving away and listening to it. And I went, oh, oh, this is good. And then I'm going to like, as, as slowly as it as, as, as it saturated the market, you know, I kind of felt that way. Like I would listen to it and listen to it and I don't leave afterward and listen to different songs as I'm running or whatever it is. And then it kind of as it got more really popular, I kind of started backing off. And I mean, and then now where it's kind of evened off again, now it's on, everybody has access to, to watching it uh, who pay for Disney plus, you know, and um, that, I think that helped a ton for them that it, it became not a, I have to go and see Hamilton. It yeah. was like, Oh, I can just turn on Disney and I can see the original. Yeah. Whenever I want. <laughs> Whenever I want. So for me, my, my kind of like bonus thing that I was thinking about is the song about the um, 10 dual commandments. And this is one of those, like, I guess it sounds really weird, but I, I have, like, as I'm listening to that, um, so I'm a competitive fencer and have learned some of the historical fencing stuff and, and whatnot. And, and so I actually kind of like in my head, I was sort of following along what I had been taught about duels and, and listening to the process that, um, you know, and again, a pistol duel is different than like a sword duel. And sometimes right. that's an interesting thing because a lot of people don't know that um, that was a choice that you could make. You do not necessarily need to have um, pistols that uh, that became kind of the gentleman's choice once they were developed. Um, but oddly enough, thinking about people like Abraham Lincoln, who fought a duel, but he chose swords. And he did them because um, he originally picked the weapon, just like how in that song it would talk about, there are all of these chances for these guys to back down. And there are all of these chances to say like, okay, you know, you have offended me. It's now time to, to do the duel. So I'm going to send my friend and say, are you going to, you know, are you going to recant? No, I'm not. Okay. Now we need to figure out the time and place. Now we go. There's one last chance that they get to meet and talk about this stuff and say, okay. And I even, there's that line where it's like, okay, so we're doing this. Okay. So we're doing this. Okay. So we're doing this. And then knowing that like the, the 10 steps and, and everything and, and how all of that went. Um, that was always, that was the fascinating part to me because I'm of course going through and thinking about other duels that, you know, famous people have fought in, in different places and times. And that's always a very interesting thing to me. Well, there's also the line in there that's most disputes die, but no one shoots. Yes. Where a lot of the purpose of the duels were just to prove you were man enough to do it, you know, like, um, there, like it will. And I heard something that was really funny where it's like, you know, they have one most disputes die when no one shoots, but in every single duel that they have in Dan uh, Hamilton, somebody shoots and somebody dies. So, yes. or somebody gets shot or whatever. And it's just like, uh, okay, so that's a funny way to put that. But yeah, I mean, it's not always about actually yeah. killing someone. <laughs> that's where a lot of those, you know, duels, when you're talking about swords, were fenced to like first blood to give right. the opportunity that you would have somebody and you would kind of do the do the stab i'm doing it like people can see me i know right? I, I i wish we've been Man. dancing like like everybody i know should. right <laughs> there we go maybe i should do it that but then it sounds like, you know, clang clang so you know as you're doing that it becomes very clear whether you are outclassed as a swordsman or not and right. usually the classier person the classier thing to do is like okay are you done i'm like no okay uh, are you done now no, I, uh, are you done now? Yes, I'm done. 
That's three. Okay. I've, I've proven myself on the field of honor. I'm good. And that's not something that you can really do so much with a pistol, but that's where you would have that firing in the air. It's that, it's that type of mentality to say, I fired in the air, fired. And then you do have the opportunity because a lot of people don't know that, but when you fire one, you fire another, you can keep going. Like you can have your Lieutenant reload and you can go again if you want, it doesn't have to stop there. And so, but you're right. It's interesting that all the ones in Hamilton, like somebody ends up getting shot. And get shot. <laughs> yeah. Most disputes die, but, but so do you, you know, like it just, <laughs> like, just it, doesn't it, work with us. Well, I think it plays to his, to, to his life. Like he kept thinking about, well, in this case, in this case, like there's a lot of moments in Hamilton where he keeps on being like, well, this person, well, this person, well, this person, like, he doesn't put him even even though he is a, a very egocentric human being like you read that that book and you're like ooh, 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 it was all it was all Hamilton all day like it was, oh, yeah. it was all about what he could do to get himself further up the chain you know and he, he definitely had he not made a fair amount of mistakes in the process probably would have gone for the presidency and 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 been successful with the amount of power that he had at one point if it wasn't for the fact that he totally undermined himself um yeah. You know, I, I think that that, you know, that 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 one song is amazing because that motif like goes throughout the entire show. There is that pattern that 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 Lin-Manuel lovingly took from the Ten Crack Commandments um, by Notorious B.I.G. You know, like yeah. it just continuously just keeps on weaving itself through the entire show to show that like here is this like groundwork, this structure, this whole show is based on saying like there are rules there is supposed to be honor and there is supposed to be um this is a, the, 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 there is a supposed to be these 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 rules to how life is supposed to go and if you follow them it will work every single time and unfortunately he follows them and it doesn't work it doesn't single. work <laughs> uh, all right random well I, 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 yes amanda go ahead random music fact about ten dual commandments are you ready yes so in the, the whole phrase, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, um, all of these harmonies are happening with the ensemble and the cast members and like all of the crazy harmonies that are going along with it, but there's only one person, one person who has the melody during that time for both times. Do you wanna know who it is? Yes. Uh, mother? Lauren right. Phillip. Yeah. Oh, that's right, You're right. Uh, both of them, only person who has the melody. Philip <laughs> never makes it to 10, right? Philip never makes it. Philip doesn't make it to 10. Never. Never, nope. make, never makes right it. Right to the end, doesn't you're make... like, yeah. Oh. So close. And, and that last one, right? That last, that last song when that when when after his duel, you don't even realize. I remember when the first time I listened to it, and like your 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 ear is like up to the speakers listening to it. And then, you know, you don't realize that the whole beat of that entire piece is the heartbeat. You yeah. don't even notice it until it's gone. And the fact that it's there, then all of a sudden it just drops off. Like you just, your brain, the first time I listened to it, I was like. Right. <laughs> it's the, you're not, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. You're yeah. watching it through tears. Like, oh my gosh. And then going into the next one. I mean, like. I can't, I can't even watch that one for the first oh. like, several. I have to skip through it. Cause I'm like, I'm already crying. And it hasn't even started yet. Just skip. Yeah. It's the it's the dreaded like those songs that you skip over in musicals that like are they're too good that you just don't want to listen to them because they, they just 
Yeah, I know what's happening. It's fine. It's, I know. Yeah, what right. but like, you know, you know, um, it's quiet uptown is, is such as a as a as a mm-hmm. parent like listening yeah. to it like before yeah. i was a parent i went oh my goodness that could be that would be probably a very tough thing and then you know knowing having two kids now and going oh god like yeah. oh oh no no like no, no. i could see how this could both absolutely split a marriage but also depending on how it would play out i could see how it could bind a marriage as well like they, yeah. that and I can see in, in the classroom, you know, like how there are moments, there are situations that, that, that it will absolutely split a classroom. It could absolutely fracture a classroom. And then how other times uh, an absolute crazy thing that happens or, or, or atrocity or, or, or whatever, it can absolutely bind a class together and it can make for momentous years that are, 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 are absolutely engraved in it. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's where we'll, we'll try and wrap up for the after pop for this time. And I know that we're kind of already brewing like a Hamilton part two, because there are some things I know that we have missed and I know we want to. Harder. I know. That's right. All right. Well, everybody out there, uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to the show and we will see you guys next time.